Greetings, listeners. You are listening to the Forward Practices podcast. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and we are continuing our series entitled How to Be a Witness Without Being Weird, and today's episode is part two from last our last episode um, entitled Your Life Matters to Be a Witness. Your Life Matters Part Two is probably the best title for this. And what I want to do is I want to dive into... Um, Two passages of scripture from the writings of St. Paul found in 1 Thessalonians. And I want to start in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 as we continue this theme about your, your life being a witness. St. Paul's writing to this church and he's, he's thinking back to when he came there and many of them became disciples of Jesus. And he writes this in chapter 1 verse 4. For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. Now, the question is, when he says the gospel comes in it, comes to them not only in words, but with power, Holy Spirit, and deep conviction, what does Paul mean by that? And the next sentence tells us, it says, you know how we lived among you for your sake. So, so notice the logic of these two verses. He, he said, the gospel came to you, but it came with words and it came with power. And that power was a power from the Holy Spirit and it brought deep conviction to you. You were convinced of the truth of the gospel. And how did the gospel come in power through the Holy Spirit and deep conviction? By the way we lived among you. So Paul's really clear that for the gospel to take root in the life of the Thessalonians, the ancient city, well, it's not an ancient city, it's still there, um, Thessalonica, called Salonica now, um, for the gospel to take root in their lives, yes, they had to hear the content of the gospel and respond to it. And we'll talk about how to, how to gospel, if you will, later on in our podcast series on how to be a witness without being weird. But he also said, look, we lived a certain kind of life among you. You saw that. It was a witness. It was powerful. So Paul's making clear that both his words and his pattern of life were the way the gospel came to the people of Thessalonica. So that, that speaks to us that um, we should not shortchange the power of a faithful life of discipleship in the presence of those who aren't disciples. Let me go on with another passage in chapter 2, and then we'll come back and kind of comment on, on these ideas. So, <clears throat> Paul, this is a longish quote, but Paul writes, You know, brothers and sisters, in, in chapter 2, verse 1, You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know. But with the help of our God, we dare to tell you the gospel in the face of strong opposition. So, so he says, we, we did tell you the gospel. That's, that's true. Verse 3, for the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On, on the contrary, we speak to those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We're not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. You know, we never use flattery, nor do we put, up, put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ we could have asserted our authority. 
Now, here's the heart of what I want to see in this passage. He writes in verse 7. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for you, so we, we cared for you. And because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Did you hear that? We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. So they, they came to, to Thessalonica. They were there to serve God, and they were looking to God for pleasure, um, to find pleasure in them. And they faithfully communicated the gospel, the words of the gospel, but they shared their lives. So in chapter 1, Paul says, hey, there was power wedded with the words of the gospel, the power of our lives live for Jesus. And chapter 2, when we came to you, we didn't just share words, we shared our lives. So, so this builds on last week where we looked at basically Matthew 5. We, we amplified it with a, with a verse from First uh, Peter as well, but we, we really honed in on Matthew 5 where Jesus said, you are the salt of the wor- earth, you are the light of the world. And Paul is operating, St. Paul is operating in that same mindset. And he's saying, look, my, my methodology for bringing the gospel into your lives wasn't just finding a way to speak the words of the gospel. I shared my life with you. So what, what does this mean? So I think, you know, the first implication is that one of the key practices to be a witness, one of the key practices of evangelization is really friendship, relationship. Um, you know, we talked about how um, our, our main mission field is our family, our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, the people that are already in our lives. And, of course, we can cultivate friends with new people. Obviously, we can make new friends and expand that. But it's people we're in relationship with. That's actually really, really strategic. It's not just sort of, you know, hey, it's easier to do that than to go and just kind of kind of cold turkey or, you know, proclaim the gospel to someone you don't know. It's actually more effective, more fruitful, and more strategic. Because what often happens is a person sees our life, and again, not a perfect life, but an authentic life in Christ, and at some point, something comes into their life that raises challenges, and they begin to ask questions. They may be related to us for years and never really be interested in Jesus, but then something comes, you know, the, the foot of life can get us, get us by the throat, and we're kind of we're struggling, and we're looking for an answer. And if people know us, know that we're disciples, and have seen, you know, good things in our lives, often we become a person they're willing to have conversation with. Second, when I'm in relationship, I'm actually already kind of beginning to disciple people. So imagine someone who who you've been in relationship for a long time, and they decide to follow Jesus. They probably already have some clues about what that looks like because they look at your your life. Third, um, it creates a platform for you to actually love people, to be their friends, to care for them, to serve them, to respect them. And, and, it, and it paints a picture of the love of God for people. So, you know, impersonal evangelization cuts that off, you know, right at the knees and just, just inhibits that. We all know there's stories of God just creating divine moments. That happens, but generally that's not how it works. So, you know, Paul has this image of like, we were like a, a nursing mother who 
that cares for her children. That was our that was our posture toward you. You know, that that's tenderness. That's love. That's serving. That's putting someone else first. And so a life like that in the context of relationships is is part of our witness and essential to witness. It isn't like a, a precursor or it isn't like a way to make it more easy. It is witness. It is witness. So as we are thinking about how to be a witness without being weird, this this idea of, of our life is witness, our life is critical to witness, um, our life matters, is is central. And so I think the the the, the key takeaway is that um, um, well, there's two key takeaways from this. One is um, living as a faithful disciple is central to being a witness for Jesus. And then the kind of the kind of um, fulcrum action for being a witness is friendship and relationship, time with people. So I think if we want to be people or faithful witnesses, we need to figure out how to build in our calendar time with people. We'll talk about that in more concrete details and kind of ideas on how to do that later on in in some other podcasts. But for right now, I just want to want to raise that up. So that's it for today. Um, God bless, and um, we'll be back with another episode soon. Take care.